Hi everyone, my name is Connie Leon and this is Taking Back Your Power. The purpose of this podcast is to share my experiences during some very difficult times in my life. To share that you can empower yourself to survive those moments and come out on the other side. And ultimately, to embrace them and take back your power. Hi everyone and welcome back to Taking Back Your Power. Today we have a new guest and her name is Shanae. We're going to let her tell you a little bit about herself and what she does and we're going to talk a little bit about her and how her and I met. Um, So Shanae, go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are and what you do. (laughs) Okay, this is always the fun part for me. Yeah. I'm like, how do I introduce myself? I know. Um, It's so hard for us to introduce ourselves sometimes, but... I always tell people just, you know, your name, where you grew up, and that kind of helps you flow into who you yeah. are. <laughs> well, like you said, I'm Shanae, mm-hmm. um, Shanae Smith. I grew up here in Houston, born and raised. I have a background in theater arts, but I'm a creative, like all around. I paint, write, I write music. I just, I'm releasing an EP soon. So, awesome. Yeah. I knew you were creative, <laughs> and I knew, like, you know, once you... Once you kind of do one thing, it kind of flows into everything else. Yeah. So it's easy to become that kind of a creative where you're just multi-creative artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in the process of building a grassroots organization, Her Story Found. We can probably talk more about it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just an artist in every aspect. And so you said you um, are a theater arts yeah, major? that's my background. Okay. I went to school for theater arts. Got my bachelor's in it. Okay. Where'd you, where'd you go to school? Prairie View A&M University. Ah, okay. The Prairie View A&M uh, University. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, so, yeah, so then you and I met because we were working at the same nonprofit. Um, I grew up in Northside. Are you from North? What area of town are you from? Sunnyside. Sunnyside. Okay. So I grew up in Northside and I was raised there, grew up there. And so when I had the opportunity to come back and work at Wesley or, you know, at the nonprofit, um, I definitely took it because it was in the, in our community and I know it's underserved, you know, low income and, and you know, you work there too. Um, and so it was a great opportunity and I met a ton of people there that, I really, really connected with and kind of stayed in touch with. And you're one of those people. And because I knew that you were creative and that you were doing all these things um, in the last few months, I definitely have been watching you and everything that you do. And I was like, finally, I'm like, let me reach out to her and ask her to come and be on my podcast. I'm glad you reached out. Yeah. (laughs) And so we've really only known each other for about a little over a year, Mm -hmm. almost two years. Um, But yeah, it was something that like I said, for months now, I would see everything you were posting and I was like, it's super relevant to everything that I kind of have gone through in the last six months, right? Um, mm-hmm. Since leaving the nonprofit or getting fired from the nonprofit, um, which I talk about a lot in my everyday because it's kind of, I'm huge on storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big part of my story, right? Um, a background on me is that while I've always worked corporate America, I'm also a creative and I've always had like a side gig, right? Yeah. So um, for me, it, telling every part of my story has been really important. Um, and so something that I really was drawn to about you was the fact that you're very big on meditating and being self-aware. And I saw that you posted about um, kind of a 40-day introspect uh, self-observation yeah. kind of space that you were in. And I was like, I really want her to talk about that. 
So kind of like, I guess we'll work, work backwards, right? Like how did you get to that place and how did that come about? Like, did you, is that from somewhere else or is something that you came up with? It's something I came up with. Um, I feel like, so I have a friend who says, you know, follow the signs. Okay. Follow the signs in life. She read The Alchemist. I've never read it. I've never read it. I've heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it. And I've heard mixed times. reviews. Like people, some people like it and some people don't. So yeah, it'll yeah. be good to hear. But my last few years have really been like, follow the signs, you know, see where you're being guided to and just trust it. But the 40 days of desire, I started reading a book called From Revelation to Manifestation by mm. Sharon D. Gladney. She's based here in Houston. Oh, wow. Yeah. And okay. I didn't even know this book was in my apartment. <laughs> what? I didn't. That's awesome. But it was like, I guess you can call it a mini breakup mm-hmm. that I was going through. And, you know, the Okay, sorry. We had a little uh, technical difficulty. Anyways, you said you were going through a mini breakup. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I a mini breakup because we were just dating. Okay, okay. And we decided, you know what? We're done dating. Let's just try being friends. Okay. And I don't know. It was it was difficult for me. Like, the first day, was like, okay, you know what? I'm good. Right. Then the next morning, it's like, oh, no. Aww. <laughs> Wait, what's your sign? Taurus. Oh, okay. Oh, that's crazy. So I'm a Cancer. And apparently, like, Cancer and Taurus, like, well, male compatibility is, like, my, like, ultimate, like, partner is a Taurus. So, yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm so sensitive. I'm I'm coming into that, though. Okay. Learning to sit with it as a part of my power. Right. You know, those soft parts. But, you know, I woke up the next morning. I'm like, okay, I'm falling apart. Let me clean up my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm cleaning and there's this book sitting here. I'm like, where did this come from? So I open it up and I started reading. And it's like really heavy Christian text. But it was just what I needed. It was one of your signs. It was. It was. <laughs> and I just started reading this book like every day. And of course, they talked about like fasting for 40 days. And mm. I'm like... I can do those things. Like, I'm really good at just jumping into stuff. Mm-hmm. But something told me, you know what? You do need to do something for 40 days. Mm-hmm. But don't do anything extreme. So I was like, okay. I'll just observe myself for 40 days. Right. I can commit to that. That's enough. Um, and I didn't know what that would look like. Just like pay, like pay, Just pay attention to what it is that you want for the next 40 days. And don't act on any of it. Mm. That's so interesting. So did you journal it or how were you keeping track of it? Like I mean, how I journal, were you... I journal regularly. Okay. So that was already like a part of the process. It's like meditation. I meditate regularly. Right. So that the observ so really it was the act of not doing things. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I will move all day and I will do everything. Well, like you said, you were cleaning your apartment the day after. Exactly. Because you, you thought this is what's gonna <laughs> yeah, help. Like me. I'm falling apart. Let me yeah. do something. <laughs> So, yeah, I just kind of watched myself Mm. and noticed, okay, well, in the moments where I'm like, oh, I want ice cream. (laughs) Uh Don't go get ice cream. Just sit with whatever it is you're feeling. Figure out why you want that ice cream. Yeah. And by the, because I want to say, I ended my 40 days on vacation, actually. I went to Miami for my birthday, and my 40 days ended on May 1st. Oh, My birthday's May 5th. Oh. And I spent, I want to say five days in Miami, maybe four. And it was the best trip I'd ever been on. It was my first solo trip. Uh But the difference was 
when I got to Miami, I did less. I didn't feel a need to go do the Miami thing, you know, mm-hmm. you go party mm-hmm. and, you know, go to the beach and all of that. Like, I really, I went for walks, bike rides, explored a few eateries, and I went to my room and I rested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that made such a difference for me. And I'm, I can only say it was because of the days before leading up to that. Right. And that's something that I'm, like, trying to hold on to now that we're about to transition back into, like, regular life. Right. And things open back up, like, mm-hmm. holding on to, like, what is it that I want mm-hmm. and why do I want it? Yeah. No, so for me, uh, like, what you're talking about kind of came in, like, phases. Because of my uh, divorce and separation three years ago, um, I went to therapy a lot, right? So when I first went to therapy, it was a lot of what you're talking about, sitting with your feelings. I do that a lot. People, like, are like, why are you so sad and depressed? I don't want you to be sad and depressed. And I'm like, let me be. Mm-hmm. Let me be sad. It's only going to last a couple of days. Like, I know myself, right? Like, I'm going to cry, and I'm going to cry myself to sleep for two days. And then I'll be like, you know what? This is over. It's it. Some days are harder than others where, like, I cannot find that out, you know, and I do need someone to come and pull me out. And so thankfully I do have that support group where they know me, you know, where it's been, okay, it's been two days. No, let's go. Like we're pulling you out of this today, you know? And then at that point I need that. But, um, but I've learned to like, just really sit with my feelings during the divorce process. And especially I have, you know, two young kids, um, kind of teaching them, to sit in their feelings and that it's okay for us to be sad right now you know it's gonna get better or it's okay for us to cry and and you know my daughter's very emotional she's an Aries and um she's very like very emotional and she's very vocal so uh and my son isn't he's a total opposite he like don't talk about it we're just gonna hold it right here forever and ever and that's it you know so we've learned to sit in our feelings um and do that and then I had my first solo trip was to San Diego in 2019 it was after my like maybe a year after my separation and like after my divorce had started um and my first solo trip was to san diego and i did exactly what you're saying like i went to a conference and so those days i was busy but i didn't give myself a schedule Mm -hmm. like if i made it there at 10 i made it there at 10 you know like i just kind of went with the flow for four days and it was amazing Mm -hmm. so yeah so i definitely can like relate in different times to everything that you're talking about because I've really just kind of like pieced it together. I feel like you've pieced it together at one point where it was like a perfect little, you know, 40 days and this was it. You figured it out. It's taken me three years. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. It's like once the 40 days are over, what do you do? Right. <laughs> it's right. Like you got to keep doing it. Right. And that's been my challenge now. It's like, okay, how do I continue to without the the structure of the 40 days right because i know how it goes but it's like okay you're not gonna do this for the rest of your life you're not gonna sit in the structure like but how do you still hold on to the lessons that you learn right right i don't know <laughs> I'm yeah still figuring it out. yeah and so um it so this kind of thing that you're that you did with the 40 days is it something that because you're trying to figure it out are you going to incorporate it in like everything else that you're doing like the you said you're opening a a nonprofit soon is that something that would be a part of it or is that just totally separate that you did oh, for yourself? It's all a part of it, I think. I yeah. Think I take the I take that journey into everything that I do though. Yeah. You know, cuz even with the the organization like I have I know why it exists. Mm-hmm. Like I have the intention, I have the mission, but 
I don't want to just like fly into anything. So again, it's like if it's something that I want to do with it, I still take a moment to sit and ask myself why. Why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Is it just to say you did it? Is it just to like put the organization's name out there, or is it really about the intention and the mission that you set forth? Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm kind of like looping all of that back into my personal life and yeah. back into the work because I have a strong belief that I'm anything that I do in the world is an extension of me. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not so big on like, well, what do you do? It's like, who are you? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very important is the whole, like, intention and reasoning and, like, purpose behind everything. Um, I think we were talking a little bit about before the pandemic, for me, I was very corporate-driven, like, you know, or work-driven, where it was, like, work and events, like, events that were related to work, you know, usually... And then my kids and you become so programmed right and so like there's this eight to five routine and then this like five to seven routine you know and you become so like programmed in that place of I have to do this and now I have to do this Mm -hmm. and when the pandemic and like the quarantine hit in 2020 for me it was all gone and I literally I sat in my house for like a week thinking what am I supposed to do like what and then it turned out I had a lot to do. I literally, like, so I, um, after I got divorced and separated, um, or separated, I moved in with my parents. And I just kind of brought all my stuff into one room, threw it all into one room. I didn't even have a bed. Like, I had, like, mattresses on the floor and a couch, right, in my room. And I was like, first of all, I've been laying on mattresses for, like, six months. Like, let me buy a bed, yeah. right? So I bought a bed during the quarantine last year. I pulled out all my stuff that needed to get you know organized because I just had boxes everywhere Mm -hmm. um and I literally just put my room together and like I was like oh I did have stuff to do at home you know there was other things that were essentially more important right because that's your living space and like it needs to be whole and it needs to be complete and um so a lot of things that fell apart during quarantine kind of helped put other places together Kind of like you were saying, you know, after your mini breakup, you felt like you were falling apart, but then this came together. Mm -hmm. And I, I I mean, I love that piece of, of that, of like not thinking about what you have to do next and kind of free flowing for things. I don't think that, um, I don't know that I would have changed anything from quarantine. Like I really like the fact that things fell apart for people. Yeah. You know? I mean, they had to. Yeah. They had to. I mean, you think, and I'd say for myself. Quarantine was the first time where I was able to like sit still and reflect on the last 10 years of my life. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But I'm, you're right. I'm like, you know, I just turned 29. Mm-hmm. And I was 28 then. Mm-hmm. 27. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, what is time? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was 27. And I'm sitting there in my apartment and I'm like, man, what have I been doing? Like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was still working at Wesley at the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was unhappy. Mm -hmm. I was very unhappy. But I I was pleased with the pandemic. Right. Because it allowed me to be at home. And I think that was a big thing for me. Like, going to Wesley every day. It was never about the job. But it was about me. Right. Okay. 
I've outgrown this. Mm-hmm. And it's a funny story even how I ended up at Wesley. Yeah. Because I never applied for that job. What? <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So I guess we have kind of similar because I didn't really apply. I had to apply for the job, but after they made the position for me. Mm. So how did you? So how did you come to be with no, <laughs> no application to the job? I had a friend okay. who just like shot my resume out mm. to a bunch of people in his network because mm-hmm. uh, he works in nonprofit. Okay, and they reached out to me, and I was like, I didn't apply for anything, <laughs> and they're like, What well, do you want to interview? And I went in, and yeah, I got it. Right, but it definitely wasn't something I was looking for. Right, right. So I mean, even when I think about the pandemic, you know, like you said, you. You felt like you didn't have... What What am I supposed to do? I don't have anything to do. Right. And then your eyes open up and it's like, oh, I got I got things to do. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to take care of myself. Yeah. So for me, it was, okay, what do I... I don't have anything to do and this is good. Like, I'm glad about this. Mm-hmm. What is it that I need to do? Right. Sit still. Mm-hmm. Get deeper into meditation. Because I had just started meditating. Mm. And I started meditating just a few months before that. And I think you and I had talked about like buying candles or buying sage on like Harwin. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, I'm like I remember us having this conversation. Yeah. So like I was sage and everything, and I've been practicing yoga this month actually marks seven years. Oh wow! But meditation wasn't one wasn't a part. Yeah, of it. It's yeah, like yeah. Sitting still just wasn't something that I wanted to do. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. It's hard when you're on the move. Mm-hmm. To have to think, oh, I have to sit still for 30 minutes? Like, I don't have time for that. Even 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really difficult, but it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. It needed to be done. And giving myself, like, all those months to sit still, it was it was almost like, oh, okay, I need to put my room together. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. that internal room. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it was, it was a breather for me. Um trying to figure out like that balance between like working from home because I had never done it. I had always, you know, in my 10 years before, like you said, 10 years before in working in, in corporate, I would go to an office every day. Mm-hmm. And so this was different. Um, and then of course with me, with my kids, um, they live with their dad full time. And so because they live in Cyprus and I live in downtown, I didn't really get to see them a whole lot during the week because they were in school and I hated to take them from their dads and bring them to my house. And then in the morning, we'd have to wake up extra early. You know, I'd have to drive them into Cyprus mm-hmm. so I could make it back to work. Um, so that was a big, like, challenge for me that when the pandemic hit and we were able to do it all at home, you know, they were doing school from home and I was doing work from home, I was able to be with them more. Yeah. And then we got so used to being together all the time that they would go to their dads and it was like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Like, the kids aren't here. And so it... It, it shifted that for me and I'm super thankful for that yeah so I think the things like that that were shifted for us that we didn't think we could do or didn't have time for I think those are the things that for me really opened my eyes and, and changed my perspective of yeah. of what I really should be doing mm-hmm. versus like everything else that I didn't really have to be doing yeah. right so yeah. so yeah I'm huge on that on like shifting your mindset um and I think it all kind of came from the time around the quarantine and stuff. Because during that time, too, like, okay, I was like, I cleaned my room. The kids are set. What do we do now? Because nothing was open, you know. We'd go to the park. Like, we'd take, like, really long walks mm. an hour or two at Memorial Park. My kids hated it. <laughs> I loved it because I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I don't have to talk to anybody. I, we'd just walk. We'd listen to our music, whatever it was. But 
But yeah, so a lot of things changed for me during that time. Yeah. Where it brought y'all together. Yeah, yeah. It did and then it changed kind of like you said, like me putting my own like inner being into a better space, you yeah. know, into a better place. So Yeah. Yeah. I think that's big. I love hearing about like families mm-hmm. coming together. Yeah. Because for me it was a little different. Because you know, I live alone. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't have a spouse, I don't have kids. Right. <laughs> like, and it's it was this like one time in my life where I got to sit back mm-hmm. and it's like look at the last ten years, like I said earlier, but it really like opened my eyes to like, oh, you don't have a sense of identity. You don't mm-hmm. have anything that you're attached to. Mm-hmm. And anything that you want, you can create for yourself right now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the 40 days really did come from. You know, right. as I'm, now that I'm sitting here talking to Talking about it. it uh-huh. Yeah, because it's like, okay, why the breakup? Right. <laughs> why is that the thing that like kind of catapults us forward? But for a long time, I didn't want family. I was like, I don't want to deal with kids. I don't, right. Like, I, I was just unsure. But, you know, as I'm getting older, I have to question. It's like, okay, is this something you actually want? Mm-hmm. And are you afraid of it? Mm-hmm. Like, what is what is that? Yeah. And, yes, I've come to the point <laughs> it's like, yeah, I do want that. But how do you want it? What do you want this to look like? Mm-hmm. And... You know, as I listen, especially to people who've like been through divorces, because I've ran into so many people who like they've been married and they've been divorced, and divorce is scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. To me. Mm-hmm. Which is why I probably stayed away from marriage and stayed away from kids because commitment is difficult. Right. You know those commitments. Like you right. don't want to see them break. But something that that I've like kind of like woke up to myself mm-hmm. is that that's just a part of life. You know, things come, they go. You yeah. Know? It's just an experience. Mm-hmm. And meditation, <laughs> like learning to breathe through it and like let things move and let them pass mm-hmm. without attaching to any of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, it's that's hard. Be the thing, but that's going to be the thing that keeps us going, keeps us growing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That was one of those big things, like through the pandemic, as I talked with people, like, that was difficult for them. Like letting things go, it's like okay, my job let me go, but right. you got to let the job go now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's difficult. Yeah, it's like oh, I don't have that money anymore. I can't pay these bills. You got to let the money go and like trust in something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to have that mentality if you don't um, like mindfully think about it. Mm-hmm. Like exactly what you're saying, right? Like. If you, if a job let you go, you let it go. And we talked a little bit about it, right? About what led up to me getting fired and how I kind of knew it was coming, right? And it was easier for me to detach myself from it, right? Mm-hmm. Like for a minute, I was sad, you know, and I was scared. But then I was like, no, things are going to be okay. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And it's it's a constant mindset uh, for me, mindset shift, mindset shift for me. Did I say that right? Mindset shift. Uh, it sounds weird. Um, for me, because um, because I have kids, yeah. you know, um, I have to worry a little bit more, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Um, sometimes I don't, and that's kind of scary where I'm like, D- I didn't worry about that. Like, wow, <laughs> where did that come from? Um, but but it, it makes things easier, I feel. The whole detachment thing is definitely something that I feel a lot of people need to learn yeah. is to really detach mentally and emotionally and physically from things because 
it's hard. It's hard if you don't, because then you get in that space of, you know, where, like you said, for, like I said for myself, like, I know that I'm going to be sad for a couple of days. And if I feel like if I didn't have that mindset, I would stay in that place. Yeah. Where now it's a lot easier for me to come out of it. Yeah. And so. detach from who you think you are, who you think you're supposed to be. Yeah. And create who you believe you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the bigger thing. Cause, I mean, when the job lets you go, mm-hmm. you could easily just like, okay, I'm going to fall apart now because I'm supposed to be doing this and I got to take care of my kids and all of this. It's like, no. Yeah. You let me go. I'm this per- This is who I am. Like, yeah. I know who I am when I walk away from here. And yeah. I take all of that and I continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think because of everything we experienced during quarantine, I was able to do that a lot easier, mm-hmm. right? Where I think before, I don't think I would have been able to. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a lot harder for me to detach from it that way. But um, but yeah, because I was in such a different mindset and such a different place during quarantine that I was just like, eh. <laughs> my kids my kids all the time, they make fun of me. My daughter, um, she'll, t- like, she'll see me doing stuff. She's like, Mom, when you're done with that hippie shit... They, they think I'm a hippie and my son too like I woke up one morning and I was like okay guys today we're gonna like stretch when we wake up we're gonna thank God you know for like allowing us to be awake I'm like we're gonna take a deep breath and my son is sitting on his bed staring at me he's like you're such a hippie mom like wow he's just looking at me like what are you doing I'm like just do what I tell you to do so it, it just it's easier it's easier once you're in that mindset of like mm. It is what it is. We're just yeah. going to move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's life. Yeah. And it is very hippie-ish. <laughs> I know. Hippie-ish. It's okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's the difference between, like, the people who are able to allow a higher power to be in control versus those who believe, okay, I'm here so that I can make things happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, there has to be a fine balance. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, and I think, um, did you grow up, like, in a specific religion? Christianity, yeah. So, I grew up Catholic, Mm -hmm. like, hardcore Catholic, right? Like, we would go to church every Sunday, and then you'd go home, and you, like, pray the rosary, and then, like, you know, it was, like, a whole day, Mm -hmm. like, Sunday was a whole day of, like, church and prayer and this and that, and so I think because it was so strict for so long for me, I mean, even when I grew up, like, I was in the church. I was teaching catechism classes, and I was a Eucharist minister, and I would read at the church, and it, my mom would call me a Bible thumper, right? Because mm-hmm. she's not super Catholic. It was more my dad's family. Yeah. Um, and she's like, there you go to church with your little Bible under your <laughs> arm. And I'm like, yeah, so? But I came out of that with a different experience, right, of like, is this really how things are supposed to be? Like, should I be in the church, you know, this way? And then after a while, I started thinking, okay, if I believe in God, and God is everywhere, and the universe is everywhere, my, my mind mindset has shifted so much when it comes to, like, God and the universe and, mm-hmm. and, like, the, you know, just a higher being and a higher power. And I think that that has also kind of helped me move into a different mindset of, like, I don't have to worry as much, you know, because something somewhere is in control of it yeah. and I can't always be in control. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. I didn't grow up like with the super structure. Uh-huh. Like you have to do this. You have to... We grew up, I lived next door to the church. Okay. And the church was like in the family. Um, so it was my great uncle's church. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So I could go to church whatever. Uh-huh. And church was almost like an escape for me from uh-huh. like the home because mm-hmm. I had a really toxic upbringing. Mm-hmm. But 
at some point, it had to have been like high school, I started to question, okay, something about this doesn't make sense. <laughs> and by the time I got to college, I've explored. I started mm-hmm. exploring. I went to like all kinds of different churches and I was like, no, oh, this really, it doesn't feel right. So then I was like, okay, let me see. What's going on over here with the Muslims? Uh-huh. <laughs> so this still doesn't feel right. But then I eventually got to the point where, like, you know what? Everything that's being taught aligns. Like, yeah. there's a moral foundation in all of these religions. Right. And the only thing that made sense to me really was, like, okay, I know that there's a God. Because I can't explain anything that's happening around me. Like, right. Look at the sky. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Nobody did that. Yeah. <laughs> so there has to be a God. And eventually I just let go of religion and let go of that need and held on to that foundation like the understanding that there is a God funny enough holding on to all of that I found yoga oh yeah yeah (laughs) and then yoga led me to meditation and now I'm looking for a meditation community in like 2019 Uh uh-huh after a breakup (laughs) (laughs) your breakups have a lot of breakthroughs if you had Wesley Uh around this time Uh (laughs) you would have known I was going through a breakup oh that's so funny I'm just like crying at everybody's desk oh no (laughs) that was fun (laughs) but I was looking for a meditation community and it led me to a church okay I didn't know it was a church Mm -hmm. I go in and after the meditation they're like transitioning the space Mm. what's going on what are y'all doing here Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's a church we've been you know congregating for the last 15 years and that's the church community that I'm in now Mm. wow all the full circle moments you know it's like God knows how to get you back where they want you Mm mm-hmm yeah, and it, it happens all the time where, for me, um, I have not... So, I, like I said, I grew up in the church, and I got married to the Catholic Church, and then I got divorced. And um, in my mind, like, I just shouldn't go to church anymore, right? Because the church will fall on my head the minute I walk in because I'm divorced, right? So, I've been in, I had been in that mindset for about two years, and then I was like, you know what? This doesn't matter. <laughs> I am fine. Like, I can go to church and God is still going to love me, you know? And so I think for me, um, it's been a little difficult to kind of figure out that place, you know, where I feel like, okay, I feel safe here. I feel good here. Um, so yeah, so I've kind of been pushing forward and just kind of like, let me go to church some days. And then some days, let me just pray at home. Like I'll be fine. So I think for me, um, trying to find that community and that full circle hasn't happened yet, but I'm hoping soon it will because this year I've definitely been thinking a lot more about like, okay, I really need to get back into a structured church, right? Yeah. Versus like just me praying on Sundays with my kids because they're already looking at me like I'm weird. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I need to find that space for me, but definitely um, I like that. I like that you found that kind of community. Is it is it a church close by here? Uh, well, we're online right now. Oh, they're online. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. And so you do everything online? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's it's a very different church community. It's called yeah. Awakenings Movement. Okay. And the foundation is really based on innovation. Mm. Like, so it's a lot of creatives that come through. Yeah. And kind of just gravitate. That's really cool. Towards this church. Um, but even with, you know, this idea that, okay, I have to find it. Mm-hmm. Like, you won't have to find it. Yeah. Because I didn't look for it. Right, right. If I was looking for it, I wouldn't have went. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's something that um, people are always telling me, like, because I date, and so one of the biggest things that people are like, you shouldn't go out and look for 
you know, a guy, like, he's going to come to you. So I'm in that mindset of, like, everything's going to come to me when it when it's time. So definitely I'm in that space of it'll come. It'll, it'll flow back to me somehow. So I still haven't figured it out yet. But... <laughs> So, okay, your 40 days finished. You're still trying to figure out what where you're going to go from here yeah. with that. I think it's an awesome concept. So, like, if you haven't, like, written it down and wrote it out, I feel like you should. <laughs> I'm like, because that's a good selling place. I feel like for someone like me, like, I haven't done something that long. I guess, like, yeah, when I do the 40 days, like, um, during Lent, mm-hmm. you know, that you do fasting and and kind of giving up something for Lent. I've done that for 40 days. Um, in the last, like, few months, I've kind of, um, what is it called? I've, um, I, I forget, like, I guess, not with dating. Like, I haven't really been dating since last year, October. Um, but then also just kind of for myself, like, just practicing abstinence mm-hmm. has been a big thing. And just more consciously thinking about it, you know, yeah. like. So I think that has helped me a lot. Also, I feel like it gives you a lot of clarity when you kind of say, okay, for 40 days or for three months or whatever it is, I'm not going to, you know, do these things. And it helps you. It clears out a lot. And yeah. it's cleared out a lot. So Yeah, no, I can definitely relate to that as well. Yeah. I've been celibate for the last five months. Yeah. I, I, I really love it. Yeah. But the difference now, because I've tried it before, mm-hmm. is that I'm not attaching myself to, mm-hmm. like, I have to do this. Oh, I right. have to look a certain way. Right. It's like I can still have connections. I can still have like very intimate connections with people. Yeah. But I don't have to cross the boundary. Right. Because I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And it's definitely something like I said, especially when you're single and dating, it just brings so many other good things into perspective. And then more ways to think about yourself and your needs and your like, why are you doing this? You know, like definitely that. I think for me has brought clarity in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, definitely. I think 40 days is like doable, right? With anything. Um, there's this other challenge that people do and it's like, um, it's like a workout challenge. Like it's called 75 hard and uh, it's, have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like 75 days and I still haven't committed to that. Cause I'm like, that's a long time, but I'm like 40 days is doable. I'm like, if I can think of it in smaller increments, you know, I, it's easier for me to kind of say yeah. I can do that. Versus like a whole seven. 75 days is a lot, I feel. It's not though. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Even when I started the 40 days, day one, I'm like, oh man, 40 days is a long time. Right, right. <laughs> and then day five, it's like, man, 40 days. Mm-hmm. But then I look up and I'm like, oh, it's been 29 days. Right. And I was like, oh, it's day 40. Okay. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. yeah. What, how are you keeping track of it? Like, did you have like a, a process or you just, you just like mark the days or? Well, like I journal. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, so like, you were, oh, okay, you were journaling. Yeah, okay. I, I journal naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have my journal in my bag now. Yeah, oh, I know, yeah. me too. I have my journals. That's cool, though. I like that. And so then what do you think you'll do with it now? Or, how, like, what, you said you're trying to figure out the next phase of it, right? Like, after your 40 days, how to kind of maintain. Maybe do another 40 days. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because a lot has changed. Yeah. You know, um, I'm also... I applied for a fellowship because you mentioned the fellowship yeah, earlier. Yeah. I've applied for a fellowship and I have a interview tomorrow. Okay. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm moving back into like that full creative space. Right. And I got a grant this year to produce a project. And I'm like, okay. Wow. You know, so things are shifting. 
And as I step more into that full creative mode, mm-hmm. I still have to be clear about what it is that I want and why. Right. Because like everybody loves to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And I'm I give easily. Mm-hmm. Like I say yes to just about anybody because I see the the potential in just about anything. Right. But I have to ask myself, okay, does this align with my desires? What I want for me? Yeah. And a lot of times it don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I may have to do another 40 days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, everything has changed for you and it'll bring a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I wanted last 40. Right. At the end, it's likely a little different now. Yeah. You know, or it's probably, well, I will say, not even probably, for sure, it's more specific. Right, because you're in a different mindset. Where mm-hmm. I guess because of your breakup the first time around, your mind was maybe more set on that. Yeah. You know, problem or, or solution kind of thing versus like now you really don't have a problem. You're just trying to find a solution for the future, you know, yeah. like a different perspective. Yeah, it's just about me. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and all the things that got in the way, like, okay, they're out of the way. Like, yeah. What is it that you want? What commitments are you making? I like you? that. I like that. That's really cool. So, okay, 40 days, you're going to have to come back and report on the next 40 days. Because I feel like that's just such an important thing um, where it's like a follow-up, right? Because um, people will say that they're going to do, you know, and then something happens, right? And you kind of break away from it. And it's like, okay, well, what happened that I had to break away from it? And, you know, how did that change, you know? Um, I think that that's really important. For me, I mean, like I said, right now, um, I had thought, I'm going to do um, my own business, you know, and I've been kind of running my own company for, for the last five months, which is really hard, right, with what I do uh, running, like, social media and doing content and writing. Um, it's hard to find clients, especially in the last six months because everything just now started opening up. Um, and so I applied to a fellowship, and I've been applying to jobs, you know, regularly. One of my friends was like, she's like, oh, I didn't think you were looking. I'm like... I'm always kind of looking, you know, it's if a, if a better opportunity comes up than what I have going on, I'm definitely going to take it. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so I've been applying to jobs and like we, so we talked about, you know, I applied to a fellowship. Um, and so for me, I'm, I'm going to end up at some point breaking away from trying to run my own company and being an entrepreneur, a solo entrepreneur and, and something else will come up, you know, where I'm just going to have to shift my perspective and I feel like that's okay. To just kind of shift into like a, a different place yeah like we said for me because of my kids um it's definitely something that I keep more open yeah because I can't I can't necessarily stay in this mindset of like okay I have to make this work you know I could make it work and and it's been something that I've been trying to do but if it doesn't and something else comes along then I'm gonna go that way yeah. you know just because it'll be more convenient and easier for me which is not a bad thing sometimes I'm like to give yourself a break it's not it's yeah. not I mean I've been applying for jobs as well and yeah. that's something that I've struggled with because I've always been as my friends would say you're just a free spirit yeah and I'm like I wish <laughs> but <laughs> I you I, I feel free. like you can't you are yeah. when I first met you and like when we first kind of started talking at work I really felt that about you like you are you're a very free spirit because you're, you're very different. You were very different from everybody else, right? And you, I could see that and sense it. Thank you. I mean, I think I just moved through the world because I don't have anything, like, holding me down. Mm-hmm. I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like, okay, are you free here? Are yeah. you fully flying? Yeah. Getting it. But keeping a job, like you said, 
I'm surprised you were at Wesley for two years. Right. He's like, I was surprised too. Man, <laughs> I stayed. Yeah. I stayed in one place. But getting um, getting a job that's more stable mm-hmm. and like knowing that, okay, you can stay here mm-hmm. and you can grow here. Like, that's something that's important to me now. Yeah. Whereas before, it wasn't. Right. It was like, you know, I can, I'm fine by myself because I'm only taking care of me and right. I can make it work. But now, as I like, get clear on what I want, I'm like, okay, yeah, I do want a family. How are you going to take care of a family? Right. You know, how are you going to show up for a family? How are you going to show up for yourself as well? Right. So that you can continue to grow. Yeah. I'm like, well, you need more stability. Mm-hmm. You probably need more income. And I can make it work. Like you said, I can, I can make this work. Right. But if there's other options available that don't box me in so much, mm-hmm. then why not go for it? Right. But it's also, again, being clear on what I want. I'm not just applying for every job. Right. Exactly. Like, You're, that's the same thing for me. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm not applying. Like, I look at these jobs and I'm like, oh, this is, like, so strict. Like, you know, so restrictive where I'm like, I'm not used to that anymore. Right? Like, the last almost two years have taught me that a job can be flexible. Yeah. Right? Because we went into quarantine and everything was flexible all of a sudden. Yeah. So I'm like, they can be flexible. Yeah. And a job shouldn't be anything you need. Yeah. It should be what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I like that. This was awesome. Okay, so um is your Instagram public? Yeah. Okay, and so where what's your Instagram? Where can people follow you? My Instagram is Shay S H A Y dot Lynette L Y N N E T T E. Okay. <laughs> and well I'll tag it on my Instagram too. Okay. But yeah, um and so then people can share you. I mean uh, follow you and then you are working on your own nonprofit. Did we talk about yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. That's and so grassroots right now. Okay. Very grassroots. I'm I'm teetering yeah. towards nonprofit. Yeah. Um but if anybody who follows me at my main page, you'll see everything that I'm doing. I'm also a part of a collective, the Everlasting Vibes. And we have a show coming up in January. That is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> July. July. Yeah. July twenty ninth at yeah. Miller Outdoor Theater. Okay. Um Miller Outdoor Miller Outdoor Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, and it's like a show, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like performers and mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, they're cool. starting a mixtape series this summer. It's gonna be so dope. Oh, that's awesome. Like, awesome artists here in Houston. Okay. So. And so yeah, and so I'll definitely tag you, and then I'll share your flyer on my Instagram page, and that way people can follow you, cool. and they can see. So okay. thank you so much. This was so good. It was. I like it. I liked our conversation. <laughs> thank you, and thank you guys for listening. <laughs>